Episode 111 for September 2010. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have today's comics at yesterday's prices. And a spider spotlight for this Dan Slot special episode is the Spider-Man New Ways to Die trade paperback. It reprints Amazing Spider-Man number 568 to 573. The cover price is $19.99. MailOrder has it for just $12.39. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Welcome back, gang, to our first show of September. This one is another interview show. Josh Bertoni had a chance to talk to Amazing Spider-Man writer Dan Slott at the San Diego Comic-Con. Now, this was right after the panel that announced he was the solo writer of the Amazing Spider-Man book. And Slott's first arc will be called Big Time, hence the song at the beginning. So anyway, here's Josh and Dan. We are here with Dan Slott over at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. And Dan just... Hello! Yeah. It was just announced, uh, mere, what, half an hour ago that Dan Slott will be the solo writer on Amazing Spider-Man starting in November 2010. Your first story is going to be called Big Time. Big Time! Now, what exactly does Big Time mean? Oh, it means a lot. It, um, it's going to mean the big time for Peter Parker. Um, it's going to mean some very big choices for Spider-Man. Um, it's going to be big things for the book. The book's going up to 30 pages. Um, it's going to be big time. Well, Norman Osborn is going to be doing big time in prison. Uh, and it's going to be big time for Spider-Girl, who's stepping up uh, to a, a solo superhero role. You mentioned at the panel that you've been dying to tell this news for a year. Now a year. That, that, that was when you found out that you were going to be the solo writer. Yes. How did you find this out? Um... We've been talking about uh, going down to twice a month for uh, for the longest time, um, mainly because uh, it's just so hard to schedule the book, and it's such, it's so demanding on everybody to coordinate all of it. it. It's it really takes someone like Steve Wacker to make it all work, and it's it, if you guys could just see Marvel on a Friday night. Um, where it just how many hours Steve and Tom Brennan put in, and poor Joe, uh, Joe Caramagna lettering at home uh, to wee hours and then compiling the book. The Spider Office is usually the last office to leave, um, and it's all about this book has to come out three times a month, three times a month. And you look at uh, Marvel from like a couple years ago, and books are shipping all the time. You know, I'm I'm not even talking about books that people. You know, infamous books like Daredevil Target with Bullseye Target or um, things like The Twelve. I'm talking about, you know, where everybody's working and yet the book, you know, it just won't gel. And, oh, well, it missed a week, it missed two weeks, it missed three weeks, it comes out next month. That could not be the case with this book. And it, it all came down to the pressure of that and, and doing that and, and everyone like, oh, man, we need a break. So we've been talking for some time about going down to twice a month. And I knew that was coming up. And um, I actually uh, did a, a lunch with Steve where I pitched him a satellite book. And I said, I'd, I'd like to leave Spider-Man and go over here and do, you know, Spectacular Spider-Man or, or Spider-Man Marvel Team-Up or just I'd like to do a, a once-a-month Spider-Man book. And Steve said, no, I want you to stay on Amazing and do it twice a month. And I did not see that coming, so I was I was very gobsmacked by that. I was just like, "What?" 
Um, and it's exciting because no one's really seen me do a flagship book by myself at Marvel or anywhere in my entire career. Like even when I got to do stuff like Batman Adventures uh, for DC, I was doing it with. Love that Joe Chill story, by the way. Yeah, it was when I got to work on that. It was I was co-writing. Um, when I got to um, you know other books I'd work on like Thing or She-Hulk would be books that or, or Avengers: The Initiative would dance through the raindrops of the Marvel Universe. You know, like uh, She-Hulk could rip the Vision in half in another book, and then I'd have to fold that in. Or She-Hulk would be on the pro side of Civil War, when in my mind she was anti. And then I go, oh, okay, now I have to change my game plan, and and I have to work my headspace around how is She-Hulk going to be pro and why. Um, so a lot, or with the thing, um, I, I didn't just. It wasn't here. You get to write the thing. It was you get to write the thing, and over in Fantastic Four, they're making him a millionaire. So you're writing millionaire thing. And I'm like, okay. So this is really like my first time where I'm I'm working on a flagship character, and I get to as the writer chart the course. That you're never really doing this by yourself in any comic because you're part of you're always part of a team. You're you're working with other artists, and it's important that they have a creative outlet, and you're working with an editor and. It's important that they manage and control the character as well and look after it and that they have creative input as well. You're always working in a team, but this is like the first time as a writer where I get to go, yes, and let's go over here and let's do this, and I want to do this with this character. It's, it's really fun. Now, since that dinner with Wacker and... Lunch. Uh, oh, lunch. Whoops, <laughs> yeah. Continuity error. That, that happened on Earth, eh? <laughs> Since, nice, nice catch. Yeah, oh yeah, I love that She-Hulk story. Um, I, I've tried to pick out which Spider-Man stories took place on, was was the Earth-A Spider-Man, and I, I point out that, claw, remember that Claws miniseries with Black Cat and Wolverine? Yeah. Yeah, that first issue where Spider-Man's just all over Felicia, and he's still married to Mary Jane then, and he's like really, really like oh, being overly sexual, like that's Earth-A Spider-Man. That, that's that's Jimmy Spider-Man. I love, I love Jimmy Palmiotti. Um... It's, it's weird. It's uh, Someone was asking me at the panel, like, will you undo this story? Will you undo that story? Um, and I, I just, I'm not really interested in undoing anyone's stories, though it doesn't look that way in She-Hulk. Um, especially now that I'm, like, you know, it's working on Spidey flagship. I want to go off and tell new stories. I want to go off in new directions. Um, it's, it's weird. It's like a lot of times when we're working, like, as a team on the Spider-Man book, we're all working in consensus. We're all working as a hive mind. We're all we're all feeding off each other's creativity, and and that's fun. And I'm gonna miss that. Um, but on some level, you know, it, it's fun to take a wild track and to have like a singular voice and go. And what if suddenly this happens? And with the three times a month book, and with with having to work so far ahead with so many writers. You couldn't suddenly veer off in a wild direction. The train was on tracks, and you had to keep it going. Um, so you couldn't suddenly... I talked about this with Mark Guggenheim a lot. Like A lot of times when you're writing a story, you suddenly get an idea for where you want to go next. Or the character, as you're writing it, surprises you. And, and you suddenly realize it's something you didn't know about that character and something you now want to explore as the writer. And you can't, because you need to pass the baton to the next guy. Um... It, it's, it's very tricky. It was such a tricky book to work on and a very rewarding book, too. Um, but I'm, I'm just so jazzed to death. I, mean, I remember um, 
one of the first times I was hanging out with Bendis at the summit, and I said to him, you are so lucky. You know, you get to be the quarterback. You get to be the guy calling the shots. You get to decide where you go. I have to follow whatever the people do. And he went, you have no idea what it's like. You know, and he didn't mean it like a positive thing. He meant it like, that. trust me, being in this position, it has its headaches too. And it's, re- you know, that, I'm sure it must look that way from the sidelines, but there's a lot of pressures and a lot of other things I have to deal with. And now that, you know, I'm on this side, I see some of that, but I'm sorry. I can't get over how freaking cool it is just to go, woo, Spider-Man. Head Rider, Amazing Spider-Man. Head Rider. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, right, right, right. We're not, we're not doing the road. That's going to take a little while to get used to. Uh, and there, there really was no Head Rider on, uh, on, on the, the web heads or the brain trust or whatever you want to call us. It really was a big team effort. Going from a thread that you said about, you know, how you don't want to undo old stories, you brought up in the panel that a promise that Peter Parker made back in issue one of Amazing is going to be brought back, um, and how you're going to be doing stuff similar to that. What other um, elements from Spider-Man's past will you be bringing back, the obscure and the not-so-obscure? Whatever elements do come back, I think the important thing to do, a lot of people feel that continuity can be uh, an albatross, it can be some kind of anchor that weighs you down. And I I don't think that's the case. I think it's the building blocks we stand on. And that if we use continuity correctly, um, it can help us tell even richer stories. Um, If you look at, like, the histories of, of, like, what the stuff I've done at Marvel, I'm I'm a continuity hound, and I love it. Um, I think the the way you use continuity is whenever you introduce a piece of continuity, you let readers know what it is. You don't assume they've read 50 years of, of Spider-Man comics. You you show them the piece of continuity, you explain why it's important, and then you move forward. Um, like I, I think if you read like the opening stuff with Mr. Negative and the tablet of death and decay or uh, death and entropy, you didn't need to know about the tablet of life and time. You didn't need to know about that. But if you did, it was cool. It's like, hey, look, it's another Lemurian tablet. Um, when you, when you read uh, Fred Van Lente's uh, Mr. Negative Mini, which gives away his origin, I was so pumped. I'm like, he's my guy. I want to do the origin. But Fred was saying, like, well, what is his origin? I want to incorporate it. Um, and it's he's in the same drug trial as Cloak and Dagger. And where one of them got light force powers and the other got dark force powers, he got light force and dark force powers, yin and yang. Um, so I'm kind of, I'm really tempted, uh, especially if we can get Cloak and Dagger back to Spidey. To do a cloak and dagger, yeah. Mister Negative story, that would be awesome. That would be really cool, and to, to tie into all that, and as a way, when I hit that story, telling the origin again for for a new group who might not have read the the uh, Fred uh, Dark Rain, Mister Negative mini, but not, but if you had read it, tell it in such a way where you're learning new things, so it's not boring to the people, who, you know. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna touch on continuity from Spider Man over the years. Um, it's weird because I can think of a number of riffs that we're doing um, that call back to Amazing Spider-Man number one. Not Amazing Fantasy 15, but uh, Amazing Spider-Man number one um, that you'll see within the first two arcs. Now, with three issues a month and sometime, you know... Oh, I know. I know. I'm, ta- I'm talking about the oh, last year. With, with the three issues, me. yeah. With the three issues a month, yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't hear Steve Wacker ah. just announced. Yeah. Oh no. In, 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 
like, I've done a bunch of interviews that have been embargoed until this, that have probably gone up now. Um, and in one, I screwed up and I said, uh, uh, that we'll put out a Spider-Man comics twice a week. <laughs> and <laughs> immediately, instantaneously, this email shows up from Wacker that goes, No! <laughs> so, oh, I see what I did there. Yeah, uh, no, with the last few years, and when we were doing the three times a month, there was plot threads that would go, and, you know, some of them were, other writers would handle them, some of them didn't. One of the ones that you were doing that kind of got lost with some of the other writers was uh, Jonah and Marla and their marital problems. Will you be bringing that back or resolving it? First issue. Awesome, okay. <laughs> a lot of us been... Uh, you, will, you will see the first time you see Jonah in, uh, in Amazing 648. He is with Marla. And bam, we hit the ground running. Will Jonah and Marla be having a reaction to Maddie Franklin's unfortunate demise in Grim Hunt? Um, you might see it in some ancillary material. Um, maybe. I know Steve's been talking about it. Um, I, I have no plans for it uh, presently. Now, you mentioned that Peter Parker's going to get his dream job. Obviously, you yes. can't tell us anything about no. that. But um, <laughs> how about... A very, very vague one-word hint. Very, very vague one-word hint. Dream job. Um, it, you know, most people are probably going to figure it out. Most people will instinct, instinct, blah, most people instinctively know what it, what it should be. Um, and you'll see what it is, but hopefully the way we do it and how it comes together and why and where, and you'll like it. Hopefully you'll like it. Um... I, wait and see. What can we... I, I don't want to... It, it's so weird. It's like, I don't want to tell you everything before November. And then... Oh, give us some surprises. I, I'm kind of bummed. Like, I'm sure the people who are who care enough about this stuff have probably read the live blog of uh, Newsarama or CBR and all of, of everything that's happened today at San Diego. So, one of, one of the things, it's like, I'm kind of bummed now that people know uh, we've got Hobgoblin coming back. Um... Because stuff's going to happen in the book, and then people online will read it and go, well, I saw that coming. Well, of course you saw it coming. We spoiled stuff for you in San Diego. And we show you the uh, covers three months ahead of time. It, of course you saw it coming. Please tell me that Hobgoblin will be Kingsley. Which one? Uh, Roderick Kingsley. There's two Kingsleys. Yeah, Roderick Kingsley, not Daniel. Why couldn't it be Daniel? Oh. <laughs> All right, everyone. Let's speculate on that for the next. Let's speculate on that for the next few months. Oh boy! Why couldn't it be Mackendale? Why couldn't it be? Uh, oh, Mackendale. Mackendale's a corpse, but that doesn't stop all. That, that, that stop didn't stop anybody. any. That didn't stop anyone with the name of Osborne or Osborne. Goblin serum in him. Uh, oh. So you know, we got we got Mackendale. We got we got uh, we got the Kingsleys. We got um, Ned Leeds. Anything from Ned Leeds? Or is he, or is, or is he joining Gwen decomposing? Or, or you know, and for a while people thought Flash was Hobgoblin. Maybe he ended up with a suit. It could be anybody. Um, well, speaking the, of Flash, well, will you be? Well, the one thing I will say about Hobgoblin is the appeal of Hobgoblin was the mystery. Mm -hmm. The the biggest appeal, not just that he was a badass, but he was a badass with this secret. Um, and we are not going to duplicate that. That's been done. You've seen that story. Um, so part of the fun is knowing that's part of the core strength of the Hobgoblin premise. How do you spin that on its head? How do you do something new with that? How do you take that in a new direction? Um, 
and 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 move the Hobgoblin legacy forward. Speaking of Flash, ah. uh, Greg Weissman did that very wonderful backup story. Awesome backup story that continued off of the brilliant Mark Guggenheim mm-hmm. done in one flashback story, which uh, that is my favorite Marvel done in one for years. Mm-hmm. Will you be um, using Shashan, who Greg Weisman brought back? As his PT, as his personal trainer. Yeah. Um, you are going to, you will see uh, a scene that will get people uh, buzzing in a Twitter and with Flash Thompson in Amazing Spider-Man 648. When Amazing Spider-Man 648 comes out, the ball is going to move up the field for so many different characters and so many different storylines and like I was, I was loving it. I was waiting. I was just, I was perched, catbird seat. Uh, people going, oh, Matt Gargan's back. Matt Gargan back. It's like, oh, you know, you want to ask. You know, you want to ask. <laughs> Where's the Venom symbiote? You know. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. If Matt Gargan's back as the Scorpion, where's the Venom symbiote? I just asked you about a physically disabled Flash Thompson. Now we're getting to where's the Venom symbiote. Is there a connection here? There, there is going to be stuff going on. Uh, in this book, uh, the stuff you're going to see with Flash in Amazing 648 is um, you, you're going to see uh, on the soap opera side, like where is Flash Thompson's life now? Uh, how does he relate to Pete? Um, it's it, um, with, with Spider-Man. There's a dichotomy of uh, is Peter Parker life and his Spider-Man life um, of this soap opera and this action. You know, drama and comedy, tragedy, it all blends together. Uh, one of the fun things you're going to see on... We've got 39 pages of story in the first issue. Uh, and that's before you get to the eight-page Spider-Girl backup by Paul Tobin. Awesome. Um, but you're going you're gonna to see so many advancements in Peter's life, in the life of Peter's friends and his supporting cast... You're going to see a, a big Spider-Man adventure. You're going to see guest stars with the Avengers and the Fantastic Four and Black Cat. You're going to see a lot of stuff in uh, 648. It's really... Um, when I got to do the first issue of uh, Brand New Day, there were a lot of uh, stipulations. There was a lot of... There was... There was beats that Story beats that you had to hit? Oh, totally. Because we had a big conference, a big summit with the, uh, the original team of spider writers of me and Mark Guggenheim and Bob Gale and Zeb Wells and uh, Joe Casada was there and uh, back then executive editor Tom Brevoort was there and uh, C. Wacker of course um, I think before we launched it was Aubrey Citizen as the um, as the assistant editor um, but Everyone was throwing, and C.B. Sobolski was there too. Everyone was throwing ideas into the pot, and everyone was talking about what we wanted to do and where we wanted to go. And one of the things we spent an insane amount of time on is what everyone wanted in the first issue. There's a wheelbarrow full of stuff that everyone wanted in that issue. Like uh, Tom thought it was really important that he not show up as Spider-Man in the first issue. He wanted a full issue of Peter Parker. And Joe wanted to have this kind of scene in it. And Zeb had this idea for this thing. And Bob thought we need to set this up. And so there, were, there was all these tons of ideas. And when it came time to write it, I'm like, oh, my God. I have to put all this stuff in here and make it work. I've got to make and still tell a story. 
and still move along with the first Mr. Negative story. So there, so there was all these, I don't want to say there were restrictions, there were requirements. And, and also to be a good team player and to try to get everybody's stuff in there. Um, and this is completely different. This is, yay, here's everything I want to do in a first issue. Woo! And just like running in there and, and spazzing out. And, ah, can't wait till people, just the first three pages. I can't wait till people see these. It's just, yay, it's a Spider-Man book. What can you tell us about Michelle Gonzalez? Um, we are doing um, a, uh, after Origin of the Species, we are doing a jam issue where we're all working together um, to, to tell all these different aspects of Spider-Man's life and, and to bring some stories to a close and to move some to the next logical point where they should be. Um, you're going to see between um, the last issue of... Um, of the brand new day team and the first issue of Big Time, you're going to see some transitions um, where characters will move to different spots and places and have new roles to play. Um, so I, it's kind of it's it's weird. I, I kind of really don't want to talk about it, certain specific characters because I don't want to give things away. No, no, that's cool. Uh, so what have you done since that? Lunch with Wacker and Comic Con now to prepare for all of this. <laughs> it's been a long time. I remember um, the first big lunch I had with Steve, working out everything I wanted to do. It's like I did the same thing to the first uh, Spider Man Summit. I brought this big, thick yellow legal pad that was all like, it looked totally dog eared from like all my notes and all these tons of ideas I had. And people kind of got freaked out because we were supposed to walk in with like ideas for new villains and ideas for this. And I just kept flipping pages and flipping pages. And they're going, oh, no, I want to do this and I'd like to do that. What if we did something with this over here? And um, so I'm, I'm doing my first solo lunch with Wacker uh, about where we're taking Spider-Man next. And I bring this yellow legal pad and it's all color coded. And, and this character will go here and this character will do that. And um, there's a moment where... Uh, He's like, okay, and we're, we're going into year one. We're going into 18 months. And then he stops and he looks at me and he goes, and he takes the yellow legal pad from me and he flips and he keeps looking and looking. There's more and more pages. And it's like going crazy. It's like page after page after page after page. He's like, we're not going through all of this at lunch. He just got, let's order. It's like, there's too much here. So, yeah, I, I've, I've wanted to do this since I was eight, so I, I'm so jazzed for this. Now, in New Ways to Die, uh, you brought, you had Matt Gargan wear the scorpion suit again and become Scorpa Venom, and now that you're... Scorpa Venom. Yeah, or, or, that was or, a joke. Or Venom he's Scorpion. He's Venom, but he's in a scorpion suit. Yeah. But, oh, God. And now it's you're going to be bringing him back as Scorpion again. Do I take it that you're a big fan of Matt Gargan yes. and the scorpion? Yes, I am. And I was like... Finally, I got the book. He's Scorpion, goddammit. <laughs> it's yay. I wanted to leave him as Scorpion at the end of New Ways to Die. Oh. Um, I, was, I wanted to do that. And, and I was trying to... And this was uh, before uh, Dark, Dark Avengers. And I was saying, oh, no, it would be great because this gives Brian more stuff to play with because he can be Matt Gardner on the Scorpion and then... And then Bendis could choose some mystery character to be the new Venom. And then it could be a whole big mystery. Who's the new Venom? And who is his black Spider-Man? Who did Osborn give it to in Dark Avengers? He's like, no, they want to use Gargan. 
And I was like, oh, let me leave him a scorpion! <laughs> and John Romita Jr. designed armor! <laughs> it's like, no, put him back. Put him back by the end of New Age. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so now it's like my, it's like right out of the gate. <laughs> so you're going to see the, uh, the second arc in uh, Spider-Man will be uh, for big time. There's, well, the first issue is called, in my mind, the first arc is called Big Time, and then it's Amazing Spider-Man. This is me writing Amazing Spider-Man. This isn't Spider-Man Brand New Day. It's not Spider-Man Big Time. It's not Spider-Man this, that, or the other. It's Amazing Spider-Man. I'm writing Amazing Spider-Man. Um, once once we clear uh, the first arc, uh, the second arc will be Scorpion. Um, and another Spider-Man villain that we haven't seen in the book for a while. Hmm. Let's see. We know uh, about no, uh, that. Yep. <laughs> oh, but I, yeah. Well, Whackers, Mac Whackers men are grabbing me right now. So <laughs> I'm not not even gonna sit here and give you like poker face expressions while you make guesses. Aside, yeah. Now, aside <laughs> from the whole uh, scorpion thing from New Ways to Die, is there anything else from the last few years that um, you wanted to do that you weren't able to do due to restrictions? Well, no, no, not really. Because it's, oh, I mean, you can't really call them restrictions because then you're going to suddenly have people on the internet crying about editorial mandate. And it's not like that at all. We were a team and we were putting out a book. And it had to be many things for many different people so that we're all working together in harmony and happiness. So you're going to always, not, you know, sometimes you make a concession, but more, more than any concession ever gets made, there's way more help that's given to you. There's way more people going, what if you took it this way? And you go, you know, that is interesting. I'm going to use that idea. And and vice versa. So there's much more giving than it is taking or or, or slamming the door shut on something. I'm, I can only think of, of, of two times where... Um, where I want, where once where I wanted to do something, but then it flipped around and I stopped somebody from doing something. So it's it's really hard to complain. Like I, um, like in the case of something like that, where I'm saying I want to make Mac Argan Scorpion, and um, you can make someone else Venom. That's me stepping on the toes of the guy who's writing Thunderbolts or Dark Avengers. You know, I don't get to say, you know, I want to give, you know, I don't know, Reed Richards a haircut. In Amazing Spider-Man, I don't get to do that. That's up to Jonathan Hickman. So that's a different kettle of fish. That's a that's something completely different. Where I say, you know, I want to leave the Scorpion because that's me screwing up someone else's book. Um, when I when I was working on uh, Amazing with the team, um, I was going to reveal Lily as Menace at the end of New Ways to Die. Um, after she did that kiss with Peter. She was going to turn, as they were walking out, she was going to turn to the camera, kind of like Michael Jackson thriller. Yeah, you saw that coming. And uh, she was going to get a half goblin face the way Peter gets a half uh, spider face. And you were going to, you the reader were going to know, Lily is menace. Everything that happened in New Ways to Die was because she pulled strings and she set things in motion. And it would have been, there would have been like maybe a little more to it than that. Um... And I cleared this with Mark Guggenheim, who was working on character assassination. And, and so the idea was going to be, you as the reader would walk into character assassination, you'd know that Lily was menace, and no one else would. And that would change the dynamic of every scene, like ticking oh, time bomb. Yeah, like, Harry, don't propose to her, she's menace, no! And that was, that was the path we were all on as a team. And as, 
and we're all working in tandem. So while I was working on New Ways to Die, Mark is working on character assassination. And at one point, Mark said, I need the reveal in character assassination. You know, I really, it makes my story stronger. I think it really belongs here. Can I please have that over here? And you want to be a team member, so you go, okay. And then I'm like, ah, oh, man, now I gotta, I gotta backpedal and I gotta figure stuff out quick for New Ways to Die, which is already on the tracks. Uh, so that was a case of, you know, but then on the flip side, earlier on, uh, Mark had ideas about the spider tracer killer. And I came to one of the uh, summits and I said, you know, I thought about it and here's why I think it shouldn't be this character. Um, this character shouldn't be the spider tracer killer. Because if we do this, then X, then Y, then Z, and then we've screwed over this character, we don't get to use them anymore, and we have so many stories left to tell with this character, blah, 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 blah. So, um, or it makes that character, in a, cast them in a different light. We go, oh my God, they're, they, you know, I want to like that character, but they tried to frame Spider-Man for, for murder. I hate them now. So we started talking about, um, and the story was still in a gestative form. Um, so there's still room to move. Um, and I remember, you know, bring this up. And as a room, we all uh, voted on it and talked about it. We all agreed, yeah, this character shouldn't be the Spider Tracer killer. So that was a case of me. Can we know what that who that character was? Or uh, Sometimes it's not. It, it's better you don't know how the sausage is made. Um, the, uh, but that was a case where, um, you know, I think I put a break on something. And that's rare. That's so rare in that room. That those two examples I gave are, those are the exceptions. The rules usually is everyone would walk into that room very positive. Everyone would walk into um, email chains incredibly positive and supportive of any idea that was thrown out. What about this? And everyone, well, how do we make that work? And what about that? What if we did this? That no one ever really kind of went, throw a 180 on that or put the brakes on that. I am having a hard time thinking of any other examples besides those two. Okay. Well, closing up, what are your hopes for uh, year one of, we can't call it big time, it's Not amazing. The, it's amazing it's, it's amazing. But what are you, for your tenure on Amazing Spider-Man as the solo writer? Ah! <laughs> what, are, what are my hopes and dreams? Yes. Um, what are you hoping um, that when you come back for Comic-Con 2011... Uh, when I come back, uh, gosh, um, that everyone's had a great time. Um, that that you're getting fun adventure and you're getting it really fast, and that Spider-Man's life is is barreling forward, and you don't know where it's going to go next. Um, he's, oh, I can't wait for you guys to see some of the new setups and new characters, and uh, it, it's going to be it's going to be a kick. And I hope some of the uh, I think some of our strongest uh, characters that came out of Brand New Day were because someone took the lead. Someone said, I like this character and I'm going to run with them. Like uh, Joe Kelly with Nora. Um, or, um, or Mark Wade with Jay Jameson. Where someone just went like, I've got, I've got a strong idea for this character. As opposed to um, things where we're, we're all kind of... Uh, trying to share stuff all the time. I think it was much better when someone took the lead and started running forward, and then it gave everyone else an idea. Oh, I like what Joe Kelly's doing with Nora. Okay, I'll try to write her like that, and so on and so on. So I hope that like when I go to Solo, um, 
that you'll see like with these with some of the new supporting cast characters that are coming in that they take off and people like them and they have strong personalities and you'll care about them and how they augment and, and play a part in Peter Parker's life along with the classic supporting cast characters too who I dearly love Dan, uh, Spider-Man Big Time, uh, issue 548. 648. 648. Whoa, yeah. Hey, I, we did This is Comic-Con uh, 2007. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't wait to see what happens at the end of one more day. You think, oh. you think they'll bring Carrie back. Uh, <laughs> oh, day two. Over, yeah. 101, over 100 issues. Amazing Spider-Man, oh number 648. Uh, Big Time, part one, comes out in November. Everyone check it out. Dan, thank you oh, so thanks. much for joining us today. And you know when part two comes out? November. November. <laughs> but part three, you get to you get to wait for Christmas for that one. And a big thanks to Josh for snagging this interview at the San Diego Comic Con. Also, thanks to Dan Slot for being a good sport and talking to the crawl space. Now, before we go, I want to thank our sponsor, Mail Order Comics, again for supporting this show month in and month out. Another Dan Slot related book that they are selling is the awesome Spider-Man and the Human Torch hardcover. It's by far, in my opinion, one of the best miniseries of the last 10 years. Now, the cover price is $19.99. Mail order has it for just $12.39. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Thanks so much for listening, gang. We have two more shows planned for September, and I'm off to edit them right now. For the SpidermanCrawlspace.com, I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas. 